Hey everybody, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how are you and your hair doing today? We're great. We're great, Jason. How are you? Doing, I'm doing so good. It's yeah. so excellent. Yeah, things yeah. are going great. We've got, uh, we've got great American colors. I've got the red and the white, and you are my blue. So, pretty great. Great. Well, I like that, but Chris, this is a global audience. I'm looking at these questions today. Germany, Cyprus, yeah. the UK. Gonna take a trip. Boston, places all around the world, not the US. So. Just it's like a giant list of places I don't know where they're at. Do you know where Boston is? What country Boston's in? Uh, I think it's in Britain. Boston, UK sounds right. Yeah. Taking a shot at Boston. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Boston Mass, Boston MA. We'll start off with that question, Chris. You know. Oh, you just I can't gonna, take it. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, bump just, it up. I can't take a shot at okay. a great American city like Boston, <laughs> and then not uh, not put bump it up. So put we'll, him at the top. Okay, that's what we're doing today. Big Q and A. PaidSearchPodcast.com contact page. Send in your questions. We batch them together, and then we answer them here on. I think the most popular shows we do the Q and A episodes, Chris. So yeah, we hit a lot of topics. You never know what you're going to hear. You, there's a lot of advice given because we hit. So many topics. Yeah, I think they're they're pretty popular. Jason, I'll tell you what else is popular. Uh, Optio. Oh my goodness, everyone has been checking out this tool. It's it's insane. We get we get a lot of people saying thank you, thank you, thank you for telling me about Optio. Um, it's it's a game changer, guys. If you run Google Ads, if you're managing Google Ads campaigns for yourself, for clients, you're a massive agency, and you need some type of system for integrity for control of quality for all your different employees or or you own a business and you have someone managing your account and you're like I just need to make sure that they're not screwing things up completely I need you know some type of system for them to follow Optio is a tool for you it helps get things done in Google Ads faster and you can try this amazing tool that people are just discovering and loving you can try it for free for 2 months 8 weeks for free at optio.com slash PSP. That's the special URL to go to. Use the chat box to let them know, hey, I want an extra month. Chris said I can have it. I heard about it on the Paid Search Podcast, and they'll give it to you because they're those kind of people. Amazing work they're doing there. You should really check it out. That's optio.com slash PSP. Chris, a lot of clients up in Boston? Um, No. Chris, you've been doing this for hmm. well over couple decades 10 15 years yeah i'm 10 years into it never had a client from boston have you <sighs> jason i don't discriminate i i honestly don't know um i was just thinking about it i can't remember but i i don't think i've ever had a, a client from boston there's just these random cities in the u.s that i don't get clients from and i yeah. guess boston's boston's one of them yeah i i mean sure as far as i know yeah probably not i don't think so yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a real city. It exists. There's I've been, I've people been there. there. Oh, you've been there? I think so, yeah. Yeah. All these places I've only seen pictures of. I don't think they actually exist. John's up in Boston. His question is, with Google's latest updates to keyword match types, would you say that it is not necessary to have extensive keyword lists anymore? I generally try to stay between five and 10 keywords and never really see a reason to go beyond that. What do you think, Chris? Can can you have, we, we always talk about having too many keywords is a problem. Can too few keywords be a problem? Um, okay. So yes, I think, I think that he, John is right. I think that there's not really a reason when you're starting with a new ad group a new strategy, something. I, I don't think there's any reason to start with a bunch of keywords. And when I say bunch, let me qualify that. I mean like 30, you know, over 20 is is probably unnecessary uh, in a single ad group. And you definitely don't need 15, 20, 30 ad groups, you know, date, you know unless you have something crazy specific. But most of the time, 90% of the time, you don't need that many. So yeah, it is, um, I agree with them. I find myself going very simple on keywords. Now, real quick before you jump in and give your thoughts, let me say I don't necessarily agree with that as optimization progresses. As months and, and years go by, 
I very rarely would the number of keywords not increase. I'm adding some exact match. I'm adding some other longer tail types of things. I'm adjusting, pausing. It doesn't stay stagnant at five to 10 all the time. It usually grows, but starting. Absolutely. Simple is, is the name of the game. Yeah. Starting a small amount of keywords definitely works. And can you go too few keywords when you start? I don't think so. I, I think you can start with one keyword these sure. days. Sure. You can just do it and see what, see what happens. Yeah. Um, there, there's not a problem with that. Day two, you add another keyword. Day three, you add another keyword. Uh, but a few years into it, only having five to 10 key- keywords, I think it's deceptive because I think you can do just fine with five to 10 keywords 10 years into it. Like just dial in on those keywords. You can be doing good, but you can probably be doing a lot better if you have more yeah. than five to 10 keywords years into the campaign. Cause like you said, Chris, long tail stuff you can find. And why does that matter? It matters because different keywords have different performance levels and you might find some keywords that convert at 35% versus your average of 10% and you can bring up your conversion rate. Other reason why you would have a lot more keywords these days is with max conversion bidding, you can try out broad keywords. You can try out some very loose phrase match keywords, one word, two word phrase match keywords you might not normally have. And there's always something to be trying and and growing inside of Google ads campaign. So you can do fine, but it probably is a mistake if you're wanting to do better and better to only have that few amount of keywords. And then people would push back and say, well, you guys always talk about the problem of having too many keywords. Now you're telling us it's a problem to have too few keywords after you've been running for a long time. And uh, they asked me twice, I'd punch them in the teeth. Oh, but Chris, you would answer them. So what would your answer be? Because <laughs> I don't think I have a good answer. It's, it is a it is a conflict of and yes, that is a word. And if it's not, it will be the word of 2024. I'll say it again. That's a conflictive. I like that word, that fake word. It's a conflictive statement. You're telling people they're going to have too many keywords in their account. And that's a problem. Now you're telling them, well, too few keywords. You could be doing better than that. So what's the the sweet spot here? Oh. How do you explain yourself? Or are you like me? You just punch them. In the, you don't have to explain anything. You get good results in Google Ads. Like let let you do your thing. You know? there, I mean, if 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 you're concerned, if you're asking questions, how many is too few and how many is too many? You should stop doing Google Ads and hire me instead because you're asking questions that don't matter and you're going to get it wrong. I mean, th- these kind of Ooh, that's a that's a great that's thinking outside the box. I was taking it at face value. You are allowed to say it doesn't matter. Yeah, you are allowed to say I don't care how many keywords I have in there. A few years in, I'm fo- you're right. I'm focused on great results. I'm focused on hitting my clients' goals, hitting your goals if you're an advertiser. Goals are usually based around leads, yeah. around sales, around cost per lead, cost per sales. And you let the data guide you. So in some accounts, maybe 10 keywords, three, five years in does make sense because you've tried everything. Yeah. And you can spend your full $2,000 a month budget on the 10 keywords you're running. Uh, and they're the best performers. Other times, it can just keep getting better and better, you know, with more and more keywords as the data comes in. But I think that's a, the perfect answer. Can you have too few keywords in a Google Ads account? Yes, you can. Doesn't matter. No, just focus on the, the goals of the account and let the data guide you. Yeah. Now, Jason, I'm I'm nervous about this next one. I do not know what that word is. From. F R O M. No, it the one. Like no, where, the like one next to it. Where do you come it. from? No, next to it. Oh, okay. Mi- come on, tell me, Mister World Traveler, what? Where is that? You're googling it, aren't you? Right. No, I knew it was up in Brisbane in the Gold Coast of Australia, northeast coast okay. of Australia. I figured it was Australia because they they say in this, as you'll see, they say something that's very Australian mm-hmm. in in this mm-hmm. message here. Okay, so Ty from Bogan Boganger. <laughs> that's, that's that's it, Chris. That's no, it. <laughs> that's definitely not it. Uh, Bogangar. That's it. I, th- I'm sure that's it. Hey, I have a question which might be good for your potty. There it is, Jason. Potty. That's totally Australian. I have a company who wants leads for a conference venue. They want to target the immediate local area and the states main regional city, and then some major cities in two other states. There's a time difference of one hour for half the year and one hour for the other half. Should I create 
a separate campaign for the cities in the other states or keep them all in the same campaign, the keywords would essentially be the same. What would you do? I honestly, I would not, I would not worry about a one hour time difference or if, well, here's the thing I would ask myself and I would ask my advertiser, are we worried about it? Yeah. If we're not worried about it, don't worry about it. Run your campaign like normal. And the one hour that's off in the place, if you're not worried about it, you're not worried about it. And the benefit of not worrying about it is that you can make your campaign more simple and the make the, or your account more simple. And the benefit of making your account more simple is that you can collect more data on fewer points, fewer keywords, fewer bids, fewer settings, and you can get the system, if you're doing it automated or yourself manually, you can make things better and better because you're dealing with less data to interpret. So that's a big a big benefit, yeah. um, the simplicity. If you are worried about it, I guess you just have to set up two campaigns, one for time zone A, one for time zone B, it's ugly, Chris. It's ugly. Why don't you get into why it's ugly? Because every time you oh. add a keyword, you're going to have to add a keyword to the other. You change a bid. You change a bid here. You change it there. Pretty ugly. Yeah. But it comes down to how much that matters to you, that one hour difference. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. Um, so first of all, this is a you know a, a leads, lead generation for a conference venue. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking like this is not a an AC company. This is not a, an immediate kind of you know emergency thing. This is a lead generation for B two B type of uh, event booking types of stuff. Okay, so I'm with you. An hour does should not really make a difference here. And the the disadvantage of doing something like this, where you are running you know two campaigns, the complexity just skyrockets. There's so much that you can do wrong. I guarantee you, you run these two different things, you'll see different results in each one of them. And you'll kind of wonder, should I, you know, should I do this um, here and do this other thing in the other one? Maybe this other one's going to perform better with this and the other one's not. It can be extremely frustrating. And then you cut your results in half. You get 15 clicks on one keyword in one campaign and 15 clicks on the other. And you can't see metrics as cleanly. You know, it takes it takes double the time to be able to make decisions because you're getting half the data on each one of them. No way. No way is that worth it. Wow, no way, yeah. And and then last, Jason, here in the US, we have one, two, three, four, four time zones. When you create a national campaign, do you even consider splitting Eastern and Pacific? No. No. Never. Never. There's no way. What I do is I decide, okay, I'm going to show the ads for the time frame that the client is whatever time zone they're living in. And then that means on the West Coast, maybe it cuts off earlier in the day. In the East Coast, it cuts off later in the day. But I'm going to keep that one time zone for, for local. And, and then that's it. Yeah, something I deal with a lot. And then I have to check myself, and I know a lot of advertisers deal with a lot with Google Ads. Is there's so many targeting options. It's such a great product that you can kind of get into a yeah. bad spot where you let perfection slow you down. Yep. And even though there are so many options, and even though you have a perfect thing in your mind of what you want the account to look like, perfect probably never exists because there's always a give and take. For example... If I have a two thousand dollar month budget, the bet and I run an air conditioning company, the best time to spend that is Monday through Friday, eight to five, or whenever I've got people ready to answer the calls. That is perfect, but at the same time, it's not perfect because you can make the argument: well, people are getting off work, they do some research around six or seven p.m. You want to be there, or people have emergencies, you want to be there overnight. Well, you got to weigh the best use of your budget and uh, you can't let the perfect be yeah. the enemy of not the good, but the really, really, really freaking great. And you just kind of got to let it go. I think the biggest mistake you can make here is running two campaigns or that I would think I would make like I'd be very worried about running two campaigns, splitting a state or splitting some cities like that are very close to each other. And then Google and then just in any example where you're dealing with this. And then Google, like having people in city A see the campaign for city B, and I actually thought the opposite was happening. The other thing you could do, one thing you could do, you could just change. I, I think this would be pretty low risk. If you're doing automated bids, I'd be honestly a little worried about it. I have to think about it, but get your opinion here, Chris. What if you change the schedule once a, once a year or twice a year, whenever the, oh. the time zones change? Oh, sure. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Are you okay with that? Changing that time, that schedule, that's it? Just changing the schedule? Yeah. I, I've never thought about that, but yeah. I mean, that's, you could, you could kind of flop it back and forth. Yeah, that's true. With, with the max conversion bidding, I, I'd, I'd probably be okay changing the schedule. I would just think like, okay, for the next week, if the results are a little funky, let's give it a week to kind of settle into this new schedule. Yeah. Um, so there's some options, but I think our main point is, you really want to be careful about making things overly complex yeah. inside of yeah. a Google ads campaign because the system, I mean, the algorithm, it'll just get angry. It'll just yeah. punish you. It knows what it likes and it does not like you trying to, it's outsmart it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a system. It's alive. Yes. It's a system that sometimes kind of has a inferior, inferior, oh, inferiority. Thank you. Complex. Complex. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't tr- don't try and outsmart it because it gets mad at you. You know, you're talking about Google Ads managers in general, people like us. No, or the system. <laughs> the system. <laughs> okay. Sometimes we're that a little tight. You know, someone that touches too. a keyword, they touch a schedule. What, oh. are you doing? Hey, what are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why did you talk to that? Get they out of my. Yeah. Wanted, yeah. You know. I know. I know that's your money you're spending, but this is my campaign. And so, like, the machine is probably that times like a billion oh, yeah. steroids. You know, it yeah. just does not like. Being messed with. Get out, human. Alice from Bristol, UK. I run an account for an institute offering niche degree courses in the UK. The account is structured into course-level subject area campaigns and ad groups. So we've been hit with the last few months with a massive 50% drop in impressions, but maintaining an okay click-through rate and conversion rates for the most part, however, at a much higher cost. Mm. So costs are going up, impressions are going down. I'm feeling pressured, unsure what to do with keyword match types after running phrase and exact predominantly for several years. I feel cornered into testing broad match, but at what cost to lead quality, which also has been getting worse lately? What do you suggest? Love listening to your show. You make PPC entertaining. Mm. I really liked this question. I have a very strong opinion here um i'll throw it out and see what you think jason but um i see this kind of thing happen a lot and and she said every thing that i was expecting to hear so number one the 50 percent drop in impressions been running phrase and exact uh and they mentioned several years so all three of those things hit is exactly what i was expecting to hear so the drop in impressions the phrase and exact and the several years this type of decaying, narrowing, and shrinking of a campaign is something that I have experienced many times. And I think, Alice, that's basically what you're experiencing. Over the years, as managers, we start to whittle down our campaigns, negative keywords, turning this off, turning that off, turning this off, You know, slowly shutting down device types, turning off certain days of the week, turning off uh, certain keywords, entire ad groups, maybe entire campaigns. And because we want to get to the best quality types of traffic that provide the most return. But what can happen when you stretch that over years? It could be that things just shift a little bit. Suddenly the keywords and the way that people search shift a little bit. New competitors come in. Things shift a little bit. Suddenly your super precise target is now off target a little bit and you've restricted the campaign so much that it has no wiggle room. Suddenly the quality of your leads are going down. You're getting less traffic because you've locked yourself in. So this is why I very often... Uh, prescribe to people, hey, you need a phishing campaign. You need a campaign out there to find things, to try things. You know, broad match could be it, but you you can't have all the time a campaign that is just locked in on long tail, phrase match, exact match, lots of negative keywords because things change. Competitors come in and it could they could dial in on the same target and drink your milkshake. Yeah, when things get go south sometimes they go really bad because like 50 percent drop in impressions that could mean that other advertisers accounts meaning human beings doing it or automated systems in their accounts doing it are raising their bids yeah and then all of a sudden you're showing up lower possibly showing up lower leads to worse conversion rates and worse traffic because if people find courses they like in higher positions and they go sign up for those courses 
that's the people who are the kind of people who are going to sign up. And then the people who are like, well, let me look at every single one. I'm actually not ready to do it right now, but I'm shopping around a lot of clicks, not a lot of conversions. Right. Cause you're lower. Cause you're lower. You're lower. The, those yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. So you've got to do something right, Chris, because yeah. if you don't do something, you're, you're going to get the results you're not happy with. Um, your phishing campaign, whether it's broad match keywords or flipping over from manual to, to automated bidding. Um, I think you can't go wrong with a second campaign or an experiment campaign, even though what you're work what you're working with isn't working as much anymore. You kind of don't want to sacrifice it until you're sure what, with what you want to go right. with. Yeah. Um, another thing sometimes you have to do is you have to readjust your cost per lead goals or cost per signup goals in this case. And maybe the market's more competitive. Maybe maybe people are willing to bid more. Maybe the prices have been raised, and you've got to live with a with a higher cost per conversion. But if you live with that, maybe you'll bid more. And then when you bid more, maybe you'll get better traffic because you're showing up higher again. And Chris, I've been in some spots where manual bids are not getting it done. We flip over to max conversions, and then Google knows yeah. who the users are. They know the people, and all of a sudden we start getting conversions from the same keyword. So yeah. that'd be, I, I'd be trying that before I try a bunch of broad keywords. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so hard to know. So hard to know. Yeah. It's right, hard to know what's causing it. The right path. But that, that's our, that's our moves. A, accepting you got to make a move. B, when you make a move, doing it in a controlled way. So you don't give up what you currently have, meaning run an experiment or run a second campaign. Yeah. Um, you and, and Alice, you should feel cornered. She was talking about, you know, feel cornered to try this. You should feel cornered because it, whenever I see something like this, massive drop in impressions, you start losing impressions uh, and you're not liking your leads. The, I mean, the campaign's dying. You, I mean, you're going to have to do something. You, you can't just assume that it's going to fix itself. Do something drastic at that point. Losing impressions is probably the scariest thing because with impressions goes clicks and with clicks goes conversions. Yeah, but impressions, assuming the search volume is the same, it's got to come down to either your ad rank, quality score, or your bid. So it's either yeah. either like you're spending less money. It doesn't sound like that's the case. Or just searches dropped overall. Could yeah. be the case if it's like a course could thing. Be, yeah, could be, could be a couple. Could be both but of them. But if you're confident you're trying to spend the same amount of money, you're confident that the search volume is the same, you can look at that in the keyword planner, searches over time with the keyword uh, then you're losing impressions then due to ad rank, which is your bid times your quality score. So did you change the website? Did you drop your bids? Are other people bidding more? Yeah. Usually you can't go wrong with like really good keywords, you know, kind of narrowing and getting aggressive again, getting that high top of search results traffic. Yeah. But yeah, good luck out there. Yeah. All right. Let's get another question here from Jack, uh, who is from Cyprus. Should I? Okay, I, I like this one too. This is, I think we both have very good opinions on this one. We'll see uh, if we still agree after all these years. Should I pin my headlines to certain positions? And he gives some, some examples. Currently, he uses position one, attention grabber. Position two, USP, universal... Super productive. I don't know what USP stands for. Position three, CTA or brand name. But I'm unsure if there's any data for or against pinning headlines. Thanks and keep up the good work. Loving your podcasts. What What's a pin button? <sighs> there's your, there's his opinion right there. I knew it. I mean, I could have guessed, but you know, I never know what you're going to say exactly. But yeah, that's the proper answer. Where's the pin button? Is it still on? Do people use it? No way. They shouldn't. Chris, I was talking with a client today. He was saying, we're getting too much. Our ads are showing up too much in the maps, and I don't want to do that. I want to show on regular Google search. And what I told him is like, hey, you know, Google looks at the overall search results page, ads, organic map, or the ads at the top, the map, but the ads that can show up on the map. It's all the same. They like it everywhere. Like they like when you run the location extension. They like when you have a Google My Business that's tied in with the Google Ads account and everything's in one ecosystem and yeah. money's getting spent and 
ads are being seen. They like all that. And I was telling them, like, you got to play your get, you got to play in their game a little bit. And I, I was telling them, whatever you're not liking about showing up at the maps. And by the way, I think that's fine. Like for most businesses, it totally makes sense. Yeah. It's still keyword most, based. So what's yeah. wrong with it? And it's so we talked about that. It's, it's also location based. You're not going to show up in the maps if someone's a hundred miles away. So it's very relevant. Right. So what I, what I told them, and I told them like people go to the map and search things. Like when I'm looking for say like a accountant or HVAC company, I may not click to their website when I'm in the map, but but I'll still look at the maps to see where, you know, who they are, where they're located, what what part of town they're in. The pictures know? maybe. You know? Yeah, pictures and, yeah. and reviews and and all of that. So we were talking about like it's not a bad thing in general, but all, and it's a good thing. But also I was telling them like it's clear Google likes when you run the location extension. You get ad rank boost. Yes. You get quality score boost when you're using all the extensions, all the assets, when you're calling them assets now instead of extensions, no. when you slap yourself when you call it extensions. <laughs> and No, I won't do that. But I was telling them, hey, you know, you got to play the game a little bit yeah. and like pinning headlines – I don't know if they put it out as bait to like catch bad advertisers, but like, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, that um, makes sense. Like, let's put this out there. And let's do the thing that is clearly the thing we would hate and let's yeah. see who does it and who does then, it? Uh, reward the people who don't. So you got to play their game a little yeah. bit. And do we have data on it? No, but we have like not, not data I can pull out right now, but we've got a lot of anecdotal experience like yes. working with advertisers. Oh, my ads aren't doing well. I don't feel like I have enough reach. And then we unpin that thing and then it, goes yeah. wild yeah if you want data you can run two ads in an ad group run your pinned ad and then run a regular responsive ad there you go do both and then let let your podcast partner talk sorry i feel like i'm going on and on i'm just passionate that's about fine my not pinning for every 50 words you get five thousand. that it's hey it's episode good. 300 something i'm used to it um good no i mean i just I, the reason i'm going on chris <laughs> is because this is so it's so crystal clear like there's no to me, there's no ambiguity about it. Like, I can't recall a situation where someone showed me their pinned ad and it was like working great. Yeah. I, right. T- tell me this. Have you ever seen a pinned ad where you are getting better ad strength with it pinned than you are unpinned? No. No. Can I, can I put, pull out a PDF and show you blind random, randomized data? No. No. Does that matter anymore? No. Like, just. No. No, anecdotal, but no. I tell you one thing that has has reared its its face in the past, you know, year two years is that ad strength. All of a sudden, ad strength matters. Ad strength makes didn't a used difference. to matter. Totally matters now. And and I remember yeah. when we were doing episodes about you know like you know when the first when the responsive search ads started coming out and we were fighting. You're we like, oh, I don't want to use them, you know, and then people would say, hey, I've been using responsive search ads and it gets more impressions. It gets higher impression volume. And then I start testing it and I'm realizing it's true. I get more impressions. you know. And, and if I just put them all into my campaigns, I get more impressions everywhere now. So that ad strength makes a difference. And then Google rewards it. So, Chris, uh, so we, Jack, you mentioned we were having that fight, f- fighting the responsive ads. Or, or do it, but put it next to an unpinned ad and see what happens. Yeah. And by the way, Google will pin an ad if it's working. They'll pin it without. Oh, it's that time of day. Yeah, sun's Here comes coming the sun. In there we go. Guy thinks I, he can control the universe, and then I he gets blo- humbled, realizes that he's just a little it. peon, it's thousands fine. and thousands of miles away from whatever that thing is, and it still, still dominates. Still you. gets me. Yeah. Dude, sometimes I go out. You know, it's not even hot yet. We'll see what happens this summer. Oh, Unlike my. you know, last summer. Yeah. This summer's coming, but sometimes it'll be like seventy-eight degrees. You know, but a real sunny day. And I'll just be so stressed from Google ads. You know, I'll go outside, take just, a late morning cappuccino, sit in the sun, and I'll feel it. And I'll be yeah. like, man, that thing is, this thing's got some heat. It's powerful. Yeah. And I think about how far away it is. And it's pretty impressive. It is. It is. I, I love the feeling of working in my super cold little office that I have here. I keep it like 68, 67 degrees in here. And then I go out in the summertime and it's just... That hot sun, it's just like, oh. As long as you can go back in, that's what matters. As long as you can go back in, yeah. yeah. That's the important part. Because then it's not so fun anymore. Yeah. Chris, did we Google will pin... No, we're going to keep going on pinned ads for the rest of the show. Google <laughs> Google gonna... will pin an ad. They, Google will pin an ad, Chris, for you. How about that as a concept? Don't worry about pinning. They'll do it for you. Oh, If it works, if it makes everybody money, if it gets oh. clicked on, hey, don't worry about it. Big Google is going to take care of it because if they find a formula, uh, a mix of your copy that works, 
they'll for keep it. Your, your cost per conversion goal for getting impressions, for spending money, for getting good leads. Yep. They'll, they'll, that's the one they'll run, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I see it. I see it all the time where I see uh, certain headlines, certain combinations that show 40, 50, you know, 60, 70% of the uh, impression volume because Google's like, this is the winner. This is what we want. We want to show that. So yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Uh, don't pin it when you don't know. Let Google pin it for you when they yeah, let me know. Let me do a public service announcement. You mentioned that we used to fight the responsive ads when they first came out. How silly do we always look, always fighting change and then the change? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember any change they've done that. I mean, I'd like to see 100% of my search terms still. Yeah, that's, that's the one a, where yeah, that's, it still cuts every day. <laughs> I was on a call with a client today. I was like, dang, we could see eight. I was prepping them like we can't see all of them. And then it was like we could see 90 out of like 112 clicks. What and I was a like, special day. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty – uh yeah. Non worried about privacy industry because they were it was just some kind of home repair thing, yeah. and uh, we I was like this is a great day because I was telling them sometimes in some accounts some of them it's like a pretty low number you know yeah. Other than that change, can't remember a change going wrong. And let me let me just tell you, Chris, you mentioned that we used to fight the responsive search ads. What I wanted to tell you is that there's still some people out there fighting. Like it's like it's so far yes. down the line, but the fight's still yes. going on. I got an, a lead this week in the little message they said something about like they're running a bunch of text ads is what they called them meaning like i don't want to run the responsive search ads so the fact google still lets you run the ones that were in there and you can't change them but you can run them the the expanded text ads if you want to my public service announcement to google is cut the band-aid off oh stop the suffering because there there is a small percentage of advertisers out there that are still running only expanded text ads and they're fighting the uphill battle and they're going to they're never going to stop until you google allow them to stop and and give them mercy and let oh. and free them from thinking they can still do this because it's happening chris and it's not good for their health and it's not good for their accounts those poor people no don't do that to them they're hanging on jason they're hanging on and uh those ads are somehow still magical and they're pretty pathetic, those ads, when you go back and look at what the options were and how small the ads are Yeah, compared to yeah, what we can e- do yeah, in the modern day. Know, expanded text ads you know, were cool. We had three headlines. But yeah, sometimes I go in and I still see some that have one headline. And I'm like, one headline? How do you communicate an ad in one headline? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those were the simple days for sure. And more more copy. I've seen this in uh, something else I'm working on. I'll, show, I'll tell you after the show, Chris. Had a good day. My point is what I've learned from that where I had a good day, the more copy you feed a system, the more copy you're able to show a user, the more pictures, the more text, the better ad advertising does in general. Uh, because you can find, you can get the message to that person that they need, they are wanting to see. Yeah. Um, so don't fight the, re- for the, I don't know how many people listen to this that are still fighting the responsive search ad battle but someone's out there yeah just try it just try it and forget about the old ones and can you remove them chris i think you can remove them right you can delete them totally yeah you can delete you but can. but then you can't bring them back yeah you can't bring you them can't back bring, yeah well i want to tell you guys we i got some more questions we got a question from germany we got a, a question from ohio we're gonna have a couple more but first i want to remind you to check out our sponsor optio.com slash psp the link is in the description you hear about it every week here because it is the one and only tool that we put our name on we have been working with optio for a long time they're releasing more tools more features that help you manage your google ads account in a simple way there's a online interface that is very different than the interface you're used to and it gives you creative ideas to get more out of your campaign get more conversions for less money get better click-through rates choose better keywords make sure your settings are set properly if you haven't if you don't know what i'm talking about you've got to try it i don't know how long this opportunity is going to last they've had it for a while but you never no, they might pull the plug on this amazing offer to try it for two months for free at optio.com slash PSP. Okay, Chris. So we have another question here from Taya, Taya from Berlin, Germany. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jason. I re- I've recently gotten a job as a junior search ads manager and I've listened to your podcast as far back as the spring 
of 22. Hey, that's not that far back. You know, we yeah. got some long time. We we yeah. go just so you know, Ty out there. We go way back. Way back. Way before, back. Before Jason even had Before what do you want to say? I got things on you, Chris. <laughs> I've been the same this whole time. I haven't changed. I've had kids since we started. I've done CrossFit since we started. I don't change. Solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotten mm-hmm. married, had children, went crazy a couple times, and you're back. Yeah, I did a couple times. <laughs> but you went crazy once, so. That's true. That's true. I did go crazy. 2020, yeah, I was drinking on air. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a time. What a time. I mean, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. No point to get into it. But did anybody not for the last, at some point? I mean, if you didn't, I mean, that, what, what, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I th- I honestly think everybody did. Yeah. Unfor- because. Un- unfortunately, ours dude, is, do- ours that is documented. Came at us, uh, a little bit, but. Yeah. I just give a lot of people grace from that time period, you know? Yeah. I mean, that hit us. No one, nothing like that had ever hit us. No. But it did hit us in uh, 1920, the Spanish flu. I saw pictures of people. We don't hear about them breaking down. Yeah. We don't hear about them crying. They nope. just, boom, they just went right, yeah, into, just went it, right into another world they, war they, and a Great Depression. Yeah, they yeah. had to, they were like, throw another one at us. But no, yeah. we couldn't handle it. But um, here we are. Can we get to the question, Chris? Oh, Please. I'm the one reading it. Sorry. Please, yeah. You definitely saved me a lot of money that I would otherwise pay for courses. Well... You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I am currently managing a Google Ads account for a small B2B firm. Uh, in our ad groups, we would add keywords as exact match and then have the same keyword as a phrase match. However, we recently got a recommendation that dentist appointment phrase match and dentist appointment exact match are redundant and we should just keep the phrase match one. Uh, and then they got that for all their keywords that were phrased and exact on the same exact keyword. Do you think exact match is still relevant is the definition and benefits of using exact match still the same as they were a couple months ago? Months. Do you think they're planning on take? I can't verbalize. I'm not going to yeah, give yeah. credence to that because <laughs> I like my exact match. Do you, thank you so much for your great show. So, Chris, what do you think? Uh, phrase match. When If I looked at your accounts right now, would I see accounts that have the same exact keyword as phrase match and exact match in there? Yes, you would. Uh, not same. Not all the time. I mean, when necessary, but uh, first of all, let's 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 go through Taya's a uh, couple things that uh, kind of shocked me. So, number one, she talked about a a process where they add keywords as exact match and the same keyword as a phrase match. So it sounds like this is a systematic kind of thing. Like when you add a keyword, when you build a campaign, uh, when you build an ad group, you you know every keyword is doubled, exact and phrase, exact and phrase. I completely disagree with uh, the idea that you would just duplicate every keyword. So if that's what's happening, totally disagree with that. I I see absolutely no benefit. Let's talk about why I would use uh, exact match. I use exact match whenever I find that it deviates either to the left or to the right of just normal keyword status. Normal keyword status would be, you know, it's it's a good keyword. It's not wonderful. It's not horrible. But it's a keyword that is of good quality, moderately good quality. Moves over to the right, let's say it's very high quality, super high quality keyword. I want to target that keyword and see what specifically I can get on that keyword. High value, I'm going to set it as exact match because then I can really dial in that keyword and make sure that I'm you know, seeing how much. And I might duplicate it. I might create a duplicate of the phrase in order to make sure. Uh, the other way around. If it moves to the left and it's super junk, I'm getting a whole bunch of junk. I'm not really happy with it. This is a high risk keyword. I'm going to change the keyword to exact match because that helps to reduce the risk. It it shrinks the capacity for that keyword to get traffic, get impressions, get clicks. So all of that to say, exact match keywords absolutely are still relevant. Uh, They still are the same as they were months ago. I would not say they are they are the same as they were five years ago, but they are still the same as they were five you know five months ago, two months ago, ten months ago. As far as taking them out completely, as you referenced, uh, shame on you for even typing that out. Should be banished from the record. 
for I, I have exact match tattooed on my yeah. on my back. Yeah. I like exact match. I like yep. control. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling of even if it's fake, even, even if, if it's, it's yeah. Bunch of variants are coming. I can't see in the search terms. I at least, at least like feeling I'm in control of something in my life. Are you married, Chris? I'm married. I feel like feeling like I'm in control of something. Something. You know? Let me something. Let me hold something, please. Yeah. Say please. this is mine. I just need to be in control of something. Yeah. But I do. I, I do like exact match. But I can also see building out a campaign with phrase match only. I can see that. You know, sure. I can see that in starting. Sure. And yeah. then the question is, when do you? Why would you add an exact match if you're only running phrase match? I think because if you look, if you highlight your keyword, your phrase match keyword, and you look at the search terms, you go back to your keywords, and then you look at the overall data for that keyword, that phrase match. Say it has a 8% conversion rate, and you think you're the best person ever doing this. Okay, you have an 8% conversion rate. And then you highlight that keyword, phrase match, and you look at your search terms that are coming from it, you can see, let's say 60% of the, 80% of the search term clicks from that keyword. And let's say you had 20 search terms that you can see, and let's say five of them are exact match to that search, the exact search that the keyword was. If that exact search term for what the keyword is, even though it's coming in from a phrase match keyword, it would be what the exact match is. If that has a 25% conversion rate, and the overall keyword has an 8% conversion rate, I mean, shoot me down at my mailbox if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're but, right. You're right. Go for it. I mean, I mean, that's just numbers are numbers, right? Yeah. Like, they're, not, they're not redundant, if you will. Like, yeah. isn't that a different keyword or should yes. be a different keyword because it's performing different? I mean, again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but how aren't I right? No, you're, you're right. That's exactly what I was talking about. When the keyword shows value beyond the normal phrase match keyword, you know, as in my example, as I was saying, it's moving to the right, you know, high quality versus, you know, moving to the left, low quality. In that example, that's exactly what I'm referring to. When I target this phrase of words together exactly like that, I get a 25% bump in conversions or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever I'm looking for, whatever my goal is, then yes, I don't care if it's redundant or not. I'm going to target that keyword because it's worth more to me. I can, you can also do what you want, Chris. And I think I'm not AI. Like, I think I'm human. Yeah. I think. Maybe. Still, I'm still human. But, and humans can have feel. We can feel things. We can have hunches. We can have feel, can't we? I love that. Humans can have feel. I love that. That's great. Are you married? I'm married. We we can have feel. Like, we can still feel something, you know, Chris? (laughs) So, if I, if I have a phrase match keyword and I look at my search terms. Yeah. And I see a search term that comes in that is not the exact keyword itself, but is a different search term than the actual keyword. I'm allowed to add that. And, and I, I look at that and I go, ooh, that might be a juicy exact match keyword. Yep, 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 yep. I'm allowed to do that. Oh, yeah. I can have a hunch. Absolutely. So you can have a hunch. And have so sometimes feel. you go on your hunch. Have your feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Okay. I just, you know, just doing a little pulse check there. Like we, we're, we can still do things, right? Taya, tear things up. At your BNB Google Ads firm, walk into that boss's office and say, we're doing it wrong by duplicating our keywords as phrase and exact. Push back on that. That's. It's, I'll, I'll play the boss for a second. You're the, you're the junior employee. I'm okay. the boss. I'm telling you. No, no, I'm just speaking. I don't. Oh. I'm not doing role play with. You. Are you married? Oh. I'm married. We're not. We're not doing role play. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, again. I'm not telling okay. you. Fine. Today again. I'm okay. Chris. I'm just Chris. Can't do it again today. So, oh, uh, oh too much. Thirty-four. Years, I'm getting old, here, yeah. Chris. So, I'm the boss. Someone comes in there and says that. I'm like, yeah, you can add all these keywords and be redundant, but at the end, but at the same time, I'm going to check you a little bit. I'm going to check everything we just said. I get the point of view of being too redundant because, like. If you're running max conversions and you're trying to feed as much data as possible and keep things as simple as possible, uh. you can take that little AI robot and spin it in circles sometimes because maybe the robot's like, well, I thought this keyword was doing good, so I'm going to bid this, but it's not doing good when I see the data another way and another keyword that's the same keyword. And just saying, I get the keep it simple with your keywords and match types if you're doing max conversion bit because the system's going to 
do it for you in terms of like figuring out what should be bid on the exact match version of the search versus what should be bid on the, bid on the phrase match version of the search. So do you, do you give credence to that point of view, Chris? Like if you got a really good target CPA max conversion thing going, like, yeah, don't, don't add in a bunch of redundant match type keywords. Yeah. Maybe, right? Right? Yeah. Well, Maybe. be careful about it at least, be thoughtful about it. I don't, don't know. Don't don't add in like 40 if you've got 40. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I I mean it sounds like a good point. But just just as soon as I think I understand how the the bidding algorithm works, it starts to you know, it does things and I'm like, yeah. what in the heck? Why? We're, we're 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 planning an episode and let us know on Twitter, let us know on the site, you can send in a message. Planning a pretty extensive series of episodes on manual bidding and oh. automated bidding and just a lot of things that we're seeing out here in the wild, especially when it comes to automated bidding, things that aren't in the documentation that we see, challenges that we see, wins that we see, and trying to trying to make sense of it all. But that that would be something where it's like something to look at because you can make an argument both ways. Should you give it more keywords or should you not? But I'll tell you this, automated bidding versus manual, I'd be more apt to do a second match type of a keyword on manual. Yep, absolutely. Chris, let's go to Ohio. What Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think, I thought about it last year. I was like, I just need to go to Ohio. I swear to God, I thought uh, that. No. Because uh, I was looking for some cooler weather and no. I, I was looking up at Ohio. I was like, they seem to be yeah, you, pretty I much know. like you start, it is here. But you, then you, you get the travel bug as soon as it starts getting hot where you're at. You, you just, I got to go. I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I know. Yeah, I do. Um, but you never thought you, you, you now you want to go to Ohio. No. Make up your mind. No. You just said let's get. You were about to say let's go to Ohio. No, no, I was. Just oh, you're going to say let's go to our last question. Yeah, let's go. To, yeah. Okay. Dane from Ohio, and name first, three I'll, cities in Ohio right now. Name three cities. Uh, name three. Uh, Ohio. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, um. Dane from Ohio, gentlemen. I just Columbus, found, Cleveland. There okay. you go, Chris. The Thank big you. three. All C. Okay. I just found this podcast a couple days ago, and I've already listened to about twenty episodes. I wish I had found this years ago. Do you do, don't you like hearing that people are? Still, I, I mean, we're I mean, we're I mean, we're we're dealing with some things on the back end here. You guys yeah. have no idea. You yeah. have no idea it's how rough it is with Jason. Is what you you don't know? Did I show up on time? You did. You were three minutes. Was late. I prepared? That's on well, time for you. Did you set up the stream or did I? <laughs> do you pay for the stream or do I? Ah, uh, 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 no, we both pay for the stream. I don't charge you interest uh, uh, on thirty wh- days. What? Interest rates have gone up, my friend. It used to be after 0%. Hearing, it didn't matter. After hearing this quick five-second discussion, now who do you think is the drama here on this podcast? Me or Jason? So yeah, you're going for help like you Paid always do. Co- you're going for outsiders like you always do. <laughs> I mean, isn't it refreshing though, Chris? Like people are still finding us like yes. brand new and then being like, whoa. Uh, can you imagine you're working somewhere, you're doing Google ads, like maybe it's your first six months, you're, you kind of think you know what's going on, but then you deal with a tough account or client, you're like, I have no idea, I got to figure out what's going on. And then you stumble on this show, and then you're like, look how many episodes there are, and they're just consistent. There's no no BS, there's yeah. no like different kinds of episodes. They don't really ask for anything. Nope. It's just boom, 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 there it is. And yet we don't get rewarded with the numbers. Like another thing I always hear is, why doesn't this have more views? Why yes. doesn't this have like why haven't I heard about this? This should be this should be bigger. Yeah. I, know. I think I'm just gonna put like paid course in all of our titles. Cause I guess that's what people search for and want. Like episode whatever, whatever, Q and A, paid course. Go through the whole episode. There is no paid course, but we need the clicks. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um anyway, I'm gonna skip the message because it it all boils down to this. Basically, Dane has an issue where he's saying he has a bunch of home service leads that the contractors move in and out of certain areas. Think complex. It's, it's very complex, okay? Move in okay. and out of certain areas, and he's wondering, and this is, this is the part of the question I thought was really interesting. He's wondering, with this kind of complexity, should he target down to zip codes and you know, the exact areas that he wants to get leads on. And sometimes those can change and shift or should he go the other way and have a broader, you know, maybe a radius or something like that. And then exclude 
to the opposite and exclude the areas he doesn't want to show up on. I'd never thought about should I do targeting or should I do exclusion as the minimization factor for a geographic targeted campaign. You get the question? Yeah. So would this be, you could say you're, you have like a plumbing company and there's parts of town you don't want to work in or you don't, someone could search plumber, but they need one little toilet fix versus people who you want to set up a relationship with them and have them pay you twice a year Mm -hmm. subscription to be on their service level and people in a lower income part of town are never going to pay for that. So like you want to exclude those parts of town. Right. Or, or do you think about it? I only want to show up in these parts of town. So do you think of it as an exclusion or a specific targeted aspect? It's an interesting well, way you, to think you about can't, it. You can't think about it as a targeted aspect. Like that doesn't work. Like saying, I'm only going to show up in the top three zip codes yeah. of income. Because like we talked about, people still work and move around the city who knows what's happening with cell phone wires and yep. sometimes they think I'm in Dallas and yep. Yep. who knows, you know? Yep. Um, and then like someone's regularly in a zip code or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I do this a lot. Like you just put on a, a big fat radius and then you go, Oh, these zip codes we don't want. Or if it's a sensitive industry and you can't do zip code exclusions, you can try to figure it out with towns or whatever. But like that, that brings up like if you can't do it, like if you're in the real estate and you can't exclude zip codes, then you have to go for trying to target other areas. But if you can exclude zip codes, if you can exclude towns inside of a city and you like the rest of the city, I, I like doing that. Yeah, I agree. I think that taking a zip code specific targeted list and doing that and saying, I want to show up in these 15 zip codes or Still five zip codes. a lot, by the way, out there. Yeah, people do people it. Are doing that. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's a good way to do it. I agree with you that a, a better way to do it is to exclude rather than target. Because I find that targeting, you just limit you limit yourself And you don't so even know much. what you're doing. You have no idea. You don't know how much. How much you're changing your account. And yeah. it changes from account to account. But you have no idea what you're actually not saying people don't have an idea of what they're doing. What I'm saying is you literally don't know how you're impacting yes. and what you're missing. Yeah. And how many times do you do that or hear about people doing that? And what do they say? I'm still getting leads outside my geographic area all the time. Happens all the time, you know? And so in the end, I think a broader approach with an exclusion is probably the better way to go. Interesting question, Dane, from Ohio. All right. Th- yeah, thank you, Dane, from Ohio. Chris, yeah. why don't you uh, take us out here? Yeah, Jason, uh, if you would like to reach out to me, I haven't given you any personal information. Uh, so if you'd like to send me a message, Jason, you can go to chrisschafer.com and uh, hire me. Anyone else wants to go to that website as well, you can hire me there as well. 